Oh, <laughs> I was wondering where you go with that. But, oh, oh, not you, Mickey. You wouldn't yell anything explicit to anybody. On purpose or was it an accident? Uh, oh, okay. He didn't skid. You, you, oh, he was like, get, get out of my way. Oh, he was one that. And you, what? Guess what you did? You got out of his way. I would have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Somebody was coming to me just like that, towards me, just zigzagging all over the place because they were acting, they were having fun. It wasn't like it's slick. They, like, big old forerunner, big tires. Like, what is this? I'm going to die on my way to work going down Franklin Road because this guy's coming out of his house just going all over the place. So I just easily got over to the far as I could go and just kept on chugging, looking like a turtle. Yep. Mm-mm. Stay over there, please. Thank you. I just kept my eyes straight and said, I'm not going to look and see if he hits me because if he hits me, I'm done. Because <laughs> I'm on the driver's side. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a tough one. You know, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> there it is. No, that's it's a that's, little bit of road rage. That, that is not what I would have been over. saying. I, I would have been like, "Why am I on the road going to work?" Yeah, that's what I would have been saying. Yeah, selfishly as a fan, I want him to get a thousand yards because if you look at the big picture of a legacy, uh, when you're talking about a Hall of Fame player, you just don't want to have that hiccup on there. Grant, I know it's nine hundred some yards, but he you only know, played eight games. But people are not going to look at that. But uh, that that was as a fan. Uh, but if you're playing the safe side, and that's what I said yesterday. If you're the organization, it's probably no question in mind that you 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 know, hey, if we win, you know, we get first place, and we could do it without him. Uh, not to put anything away from the Texans. They already beat you once, so you're going to get their best. You're going to get, you know, the best out of your own team. There's no motivation even needed there. Uh, I think you think you can still beat them without them. Uh, so, and you beat other teams without them. So, how about give them another week or two, and there you go. So, well, all, I, 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 yeah. All they got to do is win. I know, I know this, all they got to do is win an NFL game. But all they got to do is win this game. It's worth two wins. It gets them a whole week off. All they got to do is win this, and then the king does get those two more weeks or week and a half, whatever it is, yeah. mm-hmm. of whatever his practice load looks like versus like being at the bottom of a pile Ooh, getting your foot I twisted. I tell you, he looked good yesterday. I know we only saw like individual work, uh, but he he looked he looked good. He looked really good. Mm-hmm. Can you help us, regular folks? Because I think regular people just look and go, "Hey, look, he ran. Hey, look, yeah. they." Pissed him the ball, and he ran around the corner. Look, he'd stepped over those tackling dummies. That's what we see. You're looking at things like, okay, if I'm about to play this guy, I'm trying to identify any kind of weaknesses or anything that looks off. It was his right foot. How do you look at things to see if they move differently or maybe they're not lifting his his leg all the way or not straightening something or bending Uh, something? It's kind of hard. You know, I feel like uh, I'm always studying players when I look at the injury reports and see how they're looking in warm-ups and see if they're still favoring it. And and then you use that kind of as a a play in the game to let them know that, uh, you know, I I see you limping. Yeah, make it still in their brain, you know, that it's still there. And, hey, man, watch out. Watch out now. Mm -hmm. You came came and just made a good block on me. But I I saw your, your knee is still hurt. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. So 
you know, when you're watching a guy, and I, I'm not an expert and definitely not a doctor, but I, I feel like I have good eye for what you're looking for. With Henry in this time, I didn't really see a lot at all. Now, he wasn't planning all hard and in a game. You can't duplicate any of that. Felt like he was kind of keeping his foot stiff at times, but you couldn't see about naked eye. It could be something that he's doing on his own and maybe not even know he's doing it. Uh, so that there was nothing. When I say he looked really good, he looked pretty good. And I'm talking about him just as a runner in period, not even not the injury. He looked more, uh, let's say, looser. Uh, than he had been before. Uh, and I say that is because he just looked smoother. He didn't look like a massive human being that was a little stiff. Mm-hmm. He looked looser. He looked massive, but still looser. So maybe, and a lot of guys try to parlay it, and it's maybe he got to work on some things maybe that he wouldn't be working on during the season, and maybe that can benefit him uh, after having this injury. So he he looked quick. He looked smooth. I mean, man, I, I was I was thoroughly impressed to be honest. And he was nowhere near going full clip. You know, like when we we're watching Julio Jones run, you could still see a look at him. You never got to see Henry go full bore. Like even at practice, practice yeah. speed. You know what? You know, which is still pretty fast. Uh, but you got to see he he he's not afraid to put his you know foot in the ground and plant and go. He wasn't going at a, you know, warp speed, if you want to call it that. Right. He was going at a, you know, nice clip, you know, 60%, 70%, testing it out, filling it out. Uh, but he looked like, eh, I don't think I'm going to have any issues. So when I saw him every time, I never got to see him go full blast because it's only individuals. At least in Julio's, we got to see him run routes. So he's going kind of, you know, as fast as, as he wanted to go, maybe at least 85, 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never saw that in Henry. So that made me think that they already told him that he's probably not going to play. Mm-hmm. We're just going to fill this out. And they, and they can talk about how they want to fill it out every day. But, man, if he plays, I'll be elated. I mean, <laughs> so I, I just don't know if they're really at that point where they say, let's play him. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't know that. But as, as well as he looked. I wonder if there's – if their mind is made up, like, hey, man, you, you did – we we don't have – you're not going to play this week. You're going to practice. Just get yourself – I wonder if there's if there was any type of well let's just see how he looks. And if he looks okay, let's give him 5 to 10 carries or 5 to 10 plays and if he gets it he gets it if he doesn't he doesn't. Or if that's one of those things where they just start the week and say, I don't care if he goes out there and runs better than he's ever run in his life. You're not playing. You're just going to go out there and get stretched up, work out the lather, get back into football shape as close as you can. Right. Well, see, that's what we don't know is what right. he did actually in a really workload as far as how much did he practice. Right. We just saw individuals. That's all we which get to see. kind of still yep. of a warm up process here we don't know how much he did plays if any at all he could have just done five plays yeah you know he could have done you know uh 10 plays he could have over the course of the practice and say let's build on it each day and then they say okay we want to see how your foot responds tomorrow and then oh okay you had the ice just a little bit no inflammation there how's it feel you feel comfortable oh okay let's go practice on the turf indoor tomorrow oh that's the same turf that the texans have let's uh see how you do there let's kind of turn it up a little bit more see how you feel and go through this process that's why i was asking you yesterday and nobody really knows the numbers is when you come off this ir that he was on maybe you were on it for only three weeks yeah and then you come back how many guys actually play that first week or do they typically come back that second week? Because that first week is kind of filling out process. The CI responds, and they're not trying to rush guys back, especially with the depth they've had and how much success they've had at, at running back. 
Now, they're not the home run hitter as Henry, of course. Nobody's the king. So I think they feel like now at this point they can continue to manage through this and make sure he is, whether it's health, uh, physical conditioning, uh, body blows, just getting back into the flow, going into the meetings. We don't know how much he was going to the meetings. So all these things are factors, uh, which we don't know any of the answers. We could talk about how they look. I mean, I think one week I said Julio looked pretty decent, and then he didn't go. You know, so those things happen. Right. They say, well, you know what? We wanted to see how it goes, how his body responds. Guess what? We wanted to wait another week to put him out there because it's a soft tissue. So, you know, they, they just want to see how it responds, and maybe they're looking at Henry the same way. And the other thing, too, and you mentioned it just kind of casually there with Julio. Like, we watched videos that week, and you're like, he's not going super hard. And you showed me one particular play, like, okay, if he's going hard, it, this is what it would look like, and it doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe at the end of the week, they were like, okay, you've practiced, you know, three days. You walked around. How, how do you feel? And maybe he said, it, it just ain't right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a big a big test today for Derrick Henry, or anybody has to be like, okay, you finally did some practice stuff yesterday. How do you feel today right did it swell up does it hurt how how much ever he practiced because before he even got out there he was doing a lot of lateral planting and cutting and everything else simulating practice running through cones you know doing high knees you know planting you know you could do all kind of things that they had him doing for rehab i don't know what all they had him doing uh before he even got on the field Mm -hmm. so now they say okay let's see what you look like with the equipment on and and knowing henry he might have had to show the pads and helmet on when he was doing the rehab you know, when you're out there doing the drills, when he first started uh, to the point where he thought he could move around a lot more. So I don't know, you know, running vertical and then running lateral, two different things that he's got to plan a lot harder, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're a massive big human being like him. It uh, takes a lot of force uh, and, and torque and everything else. So, you know, I, 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 I'm just thinking they're favoring not playing him, if I was guessing. But me as a fan, I want him to play. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's just common sense. He shouldn't play. We, we, we're going to get number one. Well, we don't know if you're going to get number one. Right. You don't know if you can protect him or not, whether he's going to play this week or next week. So I think they're preparing for him. Okay. They're never saying it, but he got to be ready to go next week just in case. Does mm-hmm. it? Does See? it? You played 10 years in the National Football League. When people say, like, well, you know, he, he could get hurt. Well, couldn't anybody get hurt? Any, that's a National oh. Football League. Couldn't anybody get hurt all the time? Well, yeah, you you could, you know, I could get hurt. I slip it on this ice walking out the door. A hundred percent, I could so get so hurt. So could Henry. Yes. Yeah. So anytime you touch the football field, that's just part of the the game. I mean, you could get and people could say, "Oh, just hold him off until two weeks until you got to play." You know, if they get first seed, uh, you know, and he gets hurt in the game, then you can't say, "Oh, well, see, they shouldn't have played him, nah," or they shouldn't have played him in this next game, and and he gets injured. It's it's a broken bone. So. It's got plates and screws. Doesn't mean it won't get rebroken. Right. And oh, by the way, uh, I don't know. I'm sure they have better technology today. Uh, but I had a machine on my forearm every single day at night to speed up the healing. Your battery-powered stem machine? Yeah, I don't know about no battery. This thing was oh, off the uh, Oh, you, ha- you had to plug no, into no, the no, mall no, no, version no. for that. Yeah, this was, this was something d- different. This yeah. was a big machine that I had to sit on my arm. A big outside, Ooh. yeah, to speed up the healing. Because I said, I'm playing. I'm not going to not play with a broken arm when I can put a plate over over the plate over the plate. <laughs> <laughs> so Was they, that casted or just wrapped heavily? Uh, no, it was a cast. 
Okay. It's a cast. And then they, they, the referees check it, make sure you don't have anything illegal. Okay. And then I illegally put something on there. Well, sure. Yeah, but the staff did not see that. After they checked it, mm-hmm. then you yeah. had, you might have. Yeah, I had my own artillery. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I, I went to the military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 they put it on there. They, in that first game, it, it still didn't help. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, can, man. Can they do anything for pain like that with a broken bone? I know of Toradol and mm. I know of different things. But you got a broken arm. Is there anything that can help that? I don't know. I, I did adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, that's all I did. I didn't. I didn't take any Toradol or anything. Nah, I don't know if you really can. Is that tears yeah. in your eyes? A oh yeah, that first there? hit. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. I it, it hurt. I, I put my arm out there to, and it said, "Bow," oh. and I just bow. Oh, that hurt. Oh, yeah, oh. I, I, I bow. I felt like I my, my eyes I felt water. like my arm fell off. Yeah, uh, and I it really I got up and said, "Oh my God!" Did anybody go at your arm? Uh, Grab no, your well, arm. No, you know I'm freelancing, so I'm not you know part of pile it. anything like. Oh, I'm gonna get down nah. and grab this guy's arm. No, nah. I'm gonna, hit him. I'm gonna oh. dive and hit him right in the arm. It just it, it's just one of those things. You you forget that you're injured, then you keep putting your arm out there to do certain things, and then you pull it back like somebody fumbled. And I'm gonna reach for it, and I think my arm is caught. Oh no, go get it. Let go, let go. Pull that thing out real fast. <laughs> you know, so it's just when you get into the moment, you become, you know, you forget about it because that's how you have to be yeah. until it actually gets hit. So, I mean, his is his foot, so, man, and a running back. So, yeah. I think position and where the injury is is something that we're not playing, you know, and thinking about more so than not. It's the running back. Uh, it's his foot. It's foot. You know how many times, you know, people reaching for his foot and ankle and knee? It's all connected, so... Yeah, he's a running back, so it's almost impossible for them not to clip his foot. We got to clip this segment. A shout-out to everybody on Zone TV. Mandisa, the great singer, the American Idol singer, uh, oh, really? is in the Zone TV chat. She say, she can hear us. Mandisa, we love hearing you sing. You need to call them one day and sing to us. Oh, please do. Yes, yeah, she's, ooh, you talk about a singer in a town of singers. There's a singer for you. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Marcel, he can't sing, but he's going to tell us all about college football. We will uh, talk about that next. It's a snow day here on The Zone on Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Tom Petty gets you through a snowy day. It is it is still really coming down here at uh, 10 Music Circle East at the home of this radio station. It is still really, really coming down outside. Uh, it has been a pretty steady blast of winter weather. So we went, what, within like four days of 75 degrees. Crazy. To, to two snowstorms. Man. Two, not one, two. Well, I, I get irritated because of my allergies act up. Every time the the weather changes drastically, whether it goes oh, from yeah. 75 to all of a sudden it's 35. What? <laughs> I know instantly. I wake up and go, uh-oh, I got to go take some Zyrtec D. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I'm super sensitive. My nose, I can sniff out anything, man. I was like, oh, man. So one nostril's always stopped up. So no. You just got to live that way. I was like, man, I Maybe I don't even need two nostrils. I just need one. You need some of that Afrin stuff. Remember that? Like you spray it up your nose and it's like, it's like just sending a winter wonderland up into your brain. You remember that stuff? Yeah, that's why. And they tell you get hooked on it. Yeah, that's why I don't do that. I had a friend. They said, I said that, do that. 
I don't do that. No afrin? It, it go up in my brain, yeah. and you never know what it may find up there. <laughs> it mess up. <laughs> There's a lot of things to mess up up there now. I've been having a bunch of problems. My wife, I was like, hey, can you get me some afrin? Like, those go out. So she bought me like that, some new. <laughs> it's like squirting fire and ice. <laughs> directly into your brain <laughs> i couldn't even think for 13 minutes after i used are it. you 13 minutes i looked at the clock and 13 <laughs> minutes later i came to and i like i had passed out yeah i could breathe great though yeah <laughs> i was yeah. like whoa man every time i know i'm breathing out two nostrils i'm like wow yeah I'm i feel like i'm getting a lot of oxygen to my body now I feel really good <laughs> let's give some oxygen to brandon marcello <laughs> Who joins us now? Brandon, did you ever get hooked on Afrin in college? <laughs> I had a friend who did. Did you ever have any problems with Afrin? This, man. <laughs> wow. I know, man. I'm not trying to call it like a bad time for you, a dark period or anything, but I, got, I had a college roommate who got hooked on Afrin. I, oh, did you really? ever go down that dark road? <laughs> I don't even, is that like allergy medicine? <laughs> oh, I have no it, idea. It was that stuff. It was like a snowplow for your sinuses. Do it. So it came don't in a plastic it, squirt man. bottle. Oh. It would last like four years in the bottle. And it was that thing where you get so stopped up, your head feels like a piece of concrete. And you could shoot this stuff yeah. up in there. And instantly, like you could hear angels singing. You could breathe, as Blaine said, out of both <laughs> nostrils. It was magical. <laughs> but they'd say, like, don't use more than two days in a row. Whoa. I, I had a friend who had, like, it three, four, five days I in a row. I had a buddy man. with, like, a two-liter bottle of that stuff. He's a doctor now. <laughs> oh, he's a doctor now. That's a true story. Oh, All right. Brandon Marcello, no problems in his history with Afrin abuse. That's good. Uh, <laughs> college football for 24-7 sports at B Marcello on Twitter. So I looked. Uh, Georgia now a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Bama. Are you buying that? Because many people don't seem to be. Oh, it's up to well, three again. I, okay. There's a, wow. Uh, I'm not a better because if I was, <laughs> yeah, I'd be a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I listen, Georgia should win this game. I mean, they should have won the SEC championship game. They're more talented. They're deeper. The um, problem is, is uh, they're not as, you know, well-coached as Nick Saban's crew. And the game plan defensively for Georgia going into the SEC championship game was just not great. And the people around that program told me as much afterward. And, you know, I would think that they've probably learned from their mistakes there with Dan Lanning and co. And they'll go into this game better prepared defensively and how to challenge Alabama's receivers at the point of attack rather than playing off of them a lot try to mess up that timing with Bryce Young between his receivers. And um, if that happens, Georgia should win this. I mean, remember, I mean, midway through that first quarter, it was it looked like Georgia was, like, in control. It seemed like they were marching up and down the field the way they mm-hmm. wanted. And then they fumble, and then things kind of get out of hand, and Bryce Young starts hitting passes downfield. Listen, if Georgia – Georgia, this is the most talented Georgia team Kirby Smart has had. It might be the most talented and deepest he'll ever have at Georgia. If he doesn't win it, this national championship, with that team against what might be the worst or second-worst Alabama team in the national championship game under Nick Saban. Don't say it, Brandon. (laughs) He'll never win it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where where are you on Stetson Bennett? Because there are still people out there saying, "Oh, they, they, you can't win with him. You can't can't do it. That's, they're going to pay for this." Where, where are you on Stetson Bennett? Uh, you know, listen, I I've become a little bit of a believer of him more and more um, here in these last few weeks, especially against Michigan. But you know, we'll see. He could revert back to 
that guy that just doesn't hit the passes as often and consistently as an elite quarterback should downfield. Against Michigan, he did. Those two 50-yarder passes mm, yeah. he had against them were beautiful. Uh, that, that first one he made uh, was the best pass I've seen from him in his career. Now, I haven't seen every pass, but I've seen most of them. And that was the best one I've seen in person or on TV. Um, I, I suspect that if he plays like that again and he's consistent, they'll beat Alabama doing that. That's what was missing. As much as, you know, the defense kind of just cooped the bed, so to speak, in the first half against Alabama, you know, Stetson Bennett misfired on three critical passes yeah. in that game by my count, and a couple of them were downfield. If he hit a couple of those, which, by the way, the two of those were in the first half, that game would have been different. And uh, that's that's as much as what's missing is, is the defense could be going wrong for them in that SEC championship game. And um, that's why elite quarterbacks win the national championships this, this, in this era. Not the elite defenses, the elite quarterbacks do. And the previous – I did the research on this. I did a column on this. The previous five – quarterbacks to win the national championship uh four of them were first round draft picks mm. uh, the other one um uh was in the second round and i can't remember how many of them won the heisman trophy so listen uh stetson bennett is none of the above so can georgia win it by having an elite defense with a good to maybe great quarterback yeah sure especially against this Alabama team, but um, it would be breaking the mold of what we've seen recently in college football. Man, good stuff. Uh, Brandon Marcello, 24-7 sports college football reporter, joining us. Well, Brandon, I'm really big on uh, the mental aspect of the game, uh, and I feel like it, it does have a lot of value. Where do you see that with Kirby Smart as well as the players from Georgia just not being able to get over the hurdle in an actual game to beat them. We just talked about they're more talented. They're just better coached. But how do you give over the the coach being outcoached and the players mentally saying we just never have beat them? You know, the Georgia players this week have been saying, no, it's not that, they're not in our head or whatever. Yeah. But they are. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they has to be. Any Listen, anybody who's competitive – uh, even in, you know, in everyday jobs, like I, I go against, you know, dozens of other reporters every day trying to get scoops and better stories. And I get pissed off probably once every hour when I see something on Twitter or whatever that I didn't get. And you could mm-hmm. bet, and it's in my head, and I, you could bet it's in the head of those players. They have not beaten Georgia, or excuse me, Alabama. And uh, especially for the guys who have been there for four or five years. Um, so... I think that it plays a big part in this game. And if it comes down to it, you know, I think here's the thing. Don't you guys think that maybe if the game's late in the fourth quarter and Georgia's got the ball, don't you actually think that actually might favor Georgia? Because it's like, here we go. We're finally going to break this stupid curse against them. Mm -hmm. More so than, say, in the first quarter, the game's coming out. Don't you think they're a little bit more nervous and thinking Alabama's in their heads? But if the game's if the game is on the line in the fourth quarter and the offense has the ball for Georgia, I think that it might actually help motivate them. Mm. So more to me, I want to see how this Georgia team comes out. You know, how do they perform in the first quarter? Do they hold it together through the first quarter? Because if they don't, 
that shows to me more than anything they're in their head. Mm. I love it. We're on with Brandon Marcello, National College Football reporter. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, naturally here, the Bama fans. Are they taking for granted this whole Saban era? I mean, because <laughs> we're looking at like, oh, we just expect them to win. But, man, the Bama fans like, oh, we know we're going to win. It, it is no doubt. In our, we, they can't beat us. I mean, man, the Bama fans, they're taking a lot of this whole era of Saban for granted, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think Saban realizes that, too. That's why he went on that rant on his radio show a few weeks ago. Oh, really? I'm sure you guys heard it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, listen, he's pretty much telling the fans in, in no uncertain terms, uh, you guys think this sucks right now? Wait till I leave. <laughs> <laughs> he did not say that, did he? No, I mean, that's what he said. That's what he meant. To me. Okay. That's what he meant. It's like, oh, you guys think this sucks that we're we have one loss right now and people think Jordan's gonna beat the crap out of us in the SEC championship game? You think that's bad right now? Yeah. Do you not remember Mike Shula? Do you not remember DeBose? I mean, give me a break. Um yeah, there I think so. And here's the thing. It's almost difficult to enjoy it because it's every single year it's with something we've never seen before. Um I, I it's incredible. It's really incredible what's going on right now. I guess lastly for me, uh, Brandon, that is, uh, you know, I know Kurt Herbst, you made some statements on, on air, but uh, I wanted to get your feel for how you feel about the, the players and this, you know, not playing in bowl games and everything else. Uh, just kind of give us your overview on what you think about all of that. Well, listen, anything the player wants to do that, that involves themselves, let them do it. That's their decision. I I don't stand in the way of that, and I also don't stand in. I don't also understand people criticizing players for it if they decide to sit out and go and you don't love the game or whatever. That's mm-hmm. complete BS. It's not just Kirk Herbstreit who said that. Right, a lot right. of people have been saying that for quite a while now, and um, I think people are just frustrated because opt outs are happening obviously much more often these last two to three years than it's ever had happened before. But that's the new college football. College football will continue to evolve, and that's just what we're dealing with right now. And I think more so we don't need to be looking for the players and blaming them. If you want to see these guys play, I think you need to look at the bowl system, the playoffs, and see how we could fix that. Because leave it up to the adults to fix that. Um, that it's our fault. We messed that up, not the players. Um, the players are adjusting and realizing they have more power, and if they don't want to do something, they don't have to do it anymore. So, you know, if I, if I was involved with the playoffs or the bowl, it, it, these are two things I'd be looking at. Um, we need to, one, expand the playoff. I think everybody knows that. Expand it to 12. Um, we also need to look at a pay-for-play uh, uh, participation for bowl games. So I'm saying within the bowl system, Bowl games pay their payout to these teams, which can be like two to like six million dollars or more. Instead of paying the teams for going there, they need to pay the players. So hmm. take that money, spread it out among the players for playing in the game. This is the fee we give you for practicing for a full month coming here, for going to all of our events, for appearing in our brand name game that we're making money off of, and for traveling here and skipping Christmas and skipping the holidays with your family. Here's your paycheck for spending a, for a month's worth of work outside of your regular season and what you're committed to uh, with your school. I think there's a way to do that and to figure that out. 
and to make everybody happy. Maybe it would shrink the bowl system, but I don't necessarily know if that would be a bad thing or not. But make it more lucrative for players, whether it's a walk-on to a scholarship guy who's maybe a third or fourth round maybe NFL draft pick who is thinking maybe I should stay and play or maybe I should just opt out. But if you say, hey, we'll pay you, you know, 10000 bucks or something, maybe they just say, hey, listen, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Now, will it be, would it be worth it to them if they end up blowing their knee out? Probably not in hindsight, but at the time, mm -hmm. yeah. that would probably be enticing enough for a lot of these guys to stick around and go, I'm going to play with my teammates. This game means a little bit more now that we've got some money and I'm getting paid for it for a month of work. And so I think that's two ways to do it. Expand the playoff, which is going to be done at some point, and then – Secondly, in these other bowl games outside the New Year's Six and playoff, pay the players. Mm, along with Brandon Marcella, one of the best in the business, a national college football reporter. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned the whole Nick Saban thing, and imagine while well, I'm gone. Well, isn't this week his 15th anniversary since this odyssey started down in Alabama? Yeah, it was uh, 15 years ago, and um, I think I tweeted, I tweeted a picture out of him on his anniversary, and I said, college football shows its destructor 15 <laughs> years ago today. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, uh, you know, it's um, it's incredible to think that he's been there for 15 years. And um, could you imagine? I mean, it won't happen. Who knows? I don't know. What if he was there 15 more years? Uh, if anybody could. five. I mean, if, I, if anybody could do it, it would be him for sure. Um, could you imagine him coaching for 15 more years and doubling this till oh. the age of 85? You just sent shutters down the spine of a fan of every oh, other yeah. SEC team and college no football one, team listening. No one expects that. But what if he does? <laughs> I mean, listen. Penn State, it's happened before. He could stick around. He is so accustomed to um, building a staff, dealing with turnover every year. He's getting enough players in there every year so good and getting good enough coaches, why couldn't he, you know, even five years from now, just go, I'm going to be a head coach and CEO type, but I'm not going to be as involved with the coaching stuff. But I could still probably win a national championship every two or three years still doing it this way, and I can coach until I'm 85. Do it like Joe Pa. Maybe he could do it. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody thinks he's going to just assumes he's going to retire in five years. What if he sticks around for 15? Seriously, mm. what if he coaches till he's 85? Oh, man. Uh, Caleb Williams won't play until he's 85, but he's going to finish college somewhere else. Were you surprised that happened, and what are you hearing about where he might go? Hey, sorry, guys. I lost you there for a second. My headphones went off. Oh, that's okay. Caleb Williams, were you surprised to see him jump in the portal, and where do you think he might go? No, not surprised. That, that had been rumored for two, three weeks, I think, uh, from our OU site on 24-7 Sports, and I think it's just assumed he'll go to USC, follow Lincoln Riley there, because throughout the recruiting process, he, he and his family made it very clear that they wanted to go somewhere where he could be developed as a quarterback and be an NFL guy. And Lincoln Riley had done that with pretty much every single quarterback he has coached. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that, I think that that's just the, the spot that makes sense. And then meanwhile, UCLA has kind of jumped on the map for him surprisingly, I don't know if that would work out um, the way maybe he thinks, and especially because they're about to lose their offensive coordinator to Ohio State for as an offensive line coach. So um, 
I think he ends up being at USC, but no, it wasn't too surprising that he uh, entered the portal. I, I, I guess people who have been following it really closely, especially the team site, you know, uh, writers and fans on those boards, they kind of they got the feeling this was going to happen. But for the general populace, it was certainly surprising this week. Brandon Marcello, our guest here on Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, Brandon, I don't know if you guys talked about the expansion of playoff. Did you talk about that? No, yes. I, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on expansion, uh, I guess, uh, eight teams to maybe even 12 teams or none at all? What are your thoughts? Well, personally, I think it should go to 12. I think it will go to 12 mm-hmm. at some point. Saturday, the commissioners uh, plus Jack Sorbrick, the uh, uh, AD at Notre Dame, they'll meet in Indianapolis to discuss things, see if they can move forward with expanding the playoff before the end of this current contract, which ends at the 2025 regular season. I don't think they'll make a decision and say, hey, we're, you know, pushing it on to the management committee or whatever that we're going to expand to 12 and it's going to be, you know, these automatic qualifiers and everything. I don't think they'll have that in place. I don't think they'll come to an agreement with that to push along. Um, But I do think that it's very possible that they exit those meetings with, okay, this wasn't our deadline, but if we want it done before the end of this contract, we got to get it decided before this spring or something like that. I do think that that'll come out of that meeting Saturday. Um, but the early feedback uh, is not promising. George Klyovkov, the uh, commissioner at the Pac-12, has come out publicly and said it certainly doesn't sound like anything's really going to be hammered out there based off what he's been hearing from other commissioners. They can't agree and get on the same page with whether – the Power Five should all get automatic qualifiers, or if it should be the top six uh, conference champions in the rankings should get the uh, the uh, automatic qualifiers. So it's a very stupid, to be honest, and, and these commissioners will even tell you this. You know, it's kind of stupid what they're arguing over, but they're they're like they got their feet buried in the sand. They don't want to move. Um, it's pretty much the ACC and the Big Ten against the SEC, yeah. and the Pac-12 is sitting out there kind of like, we're okay with anything. Um, but the problem is, it's just those little stupid minor details. And then also, uh, you know, listen, I think Jim Delaney, the former Big Ten commissioner, he's still very much involved in all this in the background. I think he's got the ears of the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, and also the ACC, and there's just a lot of politicking and going on with the good old boys network, so to speak. And um, I guess in every industry we deal with that, if guys stick around long enough and it's, it, it, it's ruining things right now to be quite frank. And we'll see if they work it out, but I don't think Saturday they'll say, Hey, we're moving forward. We're getting this done. It's done. It's, that's just not going to happen. Brandon, great stuff, man. Love catching up with you and uh, can't wait to talk again to in the middle, in the meantime, uh, college football nationally for 24 seven sports. Follow him on Twitter at B, the letter B, Marcelo. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, B. All right. Thanks, guys. Yes, sir. Brandon Marcello. Hey, speaking, uh, of Caleb Williams, there's an amazing offer for him to join the Mac. A big one. I'll tell you about that next. Chirp, chirp. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, if you're just joining us, some really good stuff from Brandon Marcello, uh, college football writer for 24-7 Sports. You will want to go back and check that out on uh, the podcast. Matter of fact, just 
subscribe, like, review. Give us a real nice review. Five stars, whatever you got to do. But uh, remember, you can always catch Blaine and Mickey wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. Uh, now, I don't know if you can find a million dollars, but this guy, Caleb Williams, the Mac is, the Mac is, they got money, apparently. Mac they, attack. They like they like the Mac attack, huh? It is not Shirt Ball State who you are repping oh, today. It is but not. They didn't get, it's the quarterback, right? Eastern Michigan. Yeah. So this Eastern quarterback, Michigan. Eastern Michigan. They they have two quarterbacks in the portal. Uh, I don't know, but they, they said we can let you two go. We go get this other guy. Bye. And we didn't give <laughs> y'all. And we didn't give y'all nothing. Uh, right. They give him that started. Right. But here you go. Uh, Charlie Batch is saying he has. Oh, a, Charlie Batch? Who was an Eastern Michigan quarterback. Oh, Charlie Batch is the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Yep. He says Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams has plenty of options where he can play in 2022. He's in the transfer portal. He may go back. But Charlie Batch, former Lions and Steelers quarterback, tweeted to Williams. On behalf of Eastern Michigan, on Wednesday, he said he has an NIL deal for, for him worth $1 million if he commits to play there. $1 million with game above capital. Mm. He tweeted at him, hey, and it's his Twitter handle, have you considered Eastern Michigan uh, at EMU football? If not, you should, Bash wrote. Game above capital is prepared to pay you $1 million for one year, are you ready to be an eagle? Mm, man, you know what Caleb Williams is Ipsilanti, saying? Right Michigan. Yeah, Ypsilanti, right. Yeah, with a Y, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what Caleb's saying? Man, thanks for doing my negotiations. So now I'm getting a $2 million deal from USC. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's what he said. Because he, he's just not going to do it. He's going to go from Oklahoma to Eastern Michigan? Really? Oh, over the loop. You get no. He said I could give me a big name school and go to a school at least a double. I mean, at least get the same amount in one season. He, he could probably even play. Oklahoma got well. We'll give you a million. Come back. Come back. If I'm looking at him, I'm like, I got a million sitting on a table. Here's no, the thing, dude. He could play on so many Tuesday and Thursday nights. He'd probably get six midweek games. Mm-hmm. To me, that Showcases sounds like talent. a little desperation there because Eastern Michigan probably has reached out to him multiple times and Wouldn't he has not responded. <laughs> and I'm talking about DM them, calling them, everything, no nothing. He'd be like, where? I don't even know. I've never even heard of that city. There's where? no way he could show you where that campus was on a map. And basically, like half of I, Michigan I played in snow just like this it is today in Ypsilanti. Yeah. And by the way, I did not know where that was at until I played there. <laughs> <laughs> did you bust in those games or did you fly? Or were you guys Stop just... that. We bust. We at Ball State, man. <laughs> Nowhere? Hey. No fly? No, 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 no. All, all out of conference. You know, we play at Clemson. Like Virginia, Virginia. Wisconsin, yeah. you bust. You fly there. Yeah. Okay. But we, we yeah. Mac all, games? all Mac games was a bust. Five hours or less. Or less. That was the limit because I asked. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, hey, um, so which... Uh... He said, oh, well, we're going to drive to all the max schools. I said, oh, okay. So the, you're trying to tell me it's like four and a half hours or less or five? He said, well, no, it's five. Well, he said, after that, we'll fly. It's like play a football game and just get on a bus for five hours. Yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? It is absolutely horrible. I oh. really think that's what really got my my uh, nausea or whatever. When you're looking down, I'm trying to do homework while I'm driving the bus. I'm all about managing my time. I got four hours of idle time, and if I can't sleep, I got to do something. So you trying to read a book, do some homework. Oh, my God. I, I used to be so dizzy. I get out of the Oh, man, this bus. Oh, man, I got a headache. They're like, What's wrong with you? Man, I'm just pissed off now. I got a headache from trying to do homework on a bus. Yeah. Hey, man, you appreciate all those times right now. All those guys flying, y'all better quit complaining about flying. <laughs> get there in two hours. 
Yeah, and that was before big TV contract. Oh, we had no little TV teeny TV. crappy TV contracts yeah, that make yeah. Sunbelt and Max Gold's play on Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, we didn't play. I've never played on Tuesday. Imagine driving to Ypsilanti on a Tuesday and getting home at like 7 o'clock Wednesday morning. Like, After hey, the man. game? Yeah. yeah hey, man, you got 8 o'clock class, don't you? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I, I really had a lot of pride in that I was not going to miss class. And I think I probably missed because we were leaving for the bus on Fridays. That's why I, it'd be really hard Tuesday and Thursday for me as a football player to try to change that. But basketball, baseball guys do it all the time. Sure. Because they're playing in the middle of the week. I think I might have missed four classes because I had to leave early for the game on tri- away games in my career. I think that's the only class I mean. Besides, there was a time where I touched my window and I couldn't see through it. Yeah. And it was cold, and I went out there with a ski mask on, and I walked like 10 steps and said, I'm not going to class. I turned back and went back. So I might have missed class five times. I slid to class on a trapper keeper once on a sheet of ice, and the teacher didn't show up. Yeah. I was pissed. I bet I would have been, too. hot. Yeah. I melted that ice on the way back. My trapper keeper was burning my fingers. Mm -hmm. Those things, by the way, fantastic to sled on. Big old thick notebook, plastic coated. Hey, there's a lot of kids out there having a great time today, by the way. Have a good time, kids. Sledding and everything else down oh, some hills. The best and, when you're a oh, kid. This is it's great, incredible. man. This is the awesome. best. Oh, you know who's having fun, too? I, I, my man, Ziggy. My dog. Oh, I took him out there, the old Labrador. Oh, he got to run around. It was so bad. I brought him back, and then it was just clumped in his uh, whole body. Yeah, that's Especially on the legs. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to have to let this melt. So I literally had him just stand over the heater while I was just acting like I was rubbing him and I was going to get him a treat so I could get it to where it was manageable. Because if not, he was, you know, we let our dog, he's a small dog, jump on the couch and different stuff. And I'm like, you can't be having a he's big a, old. I have a small a big dog. Old, you have a normal size. Well, medium, medium size. Medium. He's medium. Yeah, I can't be having him jump on the couch and all of a sudden it's a nice little wet spot there because the snow is melting. Mama's going to be mad at you She's guys. like, hey, 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 did, did, did something happen over here? Yeah, yeah. Lucas, you got uh, you got more transfer portal news. Well, earlier today, Missouri quarterback, former Missouri quarterback Connor Basilek announced he's headed to the land of Roger Saffold, Nick Westbrook, and Buck Rising in Indiana. And just now, new Auburn offensive coordinator Austin Davis, who we talked about on this show, taking that job from being the QB coach in Seattle, announced former A and M quarterback Zach Calzada is headed to Auburn. A lot of movement. Man, within the SEC, man. Don't they have a, what was that kid's name? They must going to bench him. He didn't play so well in the bowl game. T, what, Finley? T, Finley. Yeah. Finley, yeah. Yeah, and he's a transfer from LSU. You, right. That's Boy, right. It's, uh, they double down. It's free agency, Uh-oh. man. It's That's like the NBA good. now. You just, uh, you just follow your player and see your team, I guess. Man. Uh, Did they recruit Finley, though? The new staff there at Auburn? Or was he there before? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Uh-oh. That sounds like a boo-boo. We got the boo-boo, hour 2-2. That's coming up next. Uh, Doug Matthews will join us, uh, former UT coach. You know him, uh, our our UT expert. Ask him about all this transfer portal stuff. Get his idea on it. That's coming up in about 25 minutes here on Blaine and Mickey.